You know, at this point, at this point, I'm starting to wonder if we'd just be better off if nobody reported anything ever again. I mean, what's the point anymore? What's the point when it is all so wrong? I mean, when you've got MSNBS out there saying, Ups, hey, sorry, you guys got this story about Trump wrong. When you have MSNBS saying that, journalism is officially dead. We've got this anti-Trump Wall Street Journal reporter claiming that the White House had the name, name of John McCain on the USS John McCain covered covered with like a napkin or a tarp or something during the president's recent trip to Japan because Trump, oh, he couldn't bear to see anything about John McCain on this trip. And I, you know, would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if I told you that this story, like so many of the others in today's media are, which is that it is just completely uh, fake? No, of course you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be listening to us if you trusted them. All right, no guys, we're still not we're still not doing it. Still no Mueller. Still no Mueller. We'll let you know when there's a development in the Mueller story. And by the way, guys, Trump's on the same page as we are on the Mueller stuff. This morning, he was out on his way to Colorado to give remarks at the Air Force Academy, and all of the networks, all of their chirons, they all said Trump addressing Mueller statements and they have Trump coming going to the helicopter, and he didn't address it. It wasn't until he finally said, do you guys have any questions for me that they came out? And, the, you know, then, of course, the Mueller question started to pour in like a caravan of illegals at San Ysidro. And then Trump responded to the questions. He said, you know, I think it was the same as the report. I think Mueller's statement was the exact same as the report. And there has not been anything that has changed. So we're not going to get into that. I'll tell you what we will get into. But first, our sponsor today, who is FreedomWorks. You don't need me to tell you that socialized medicine does not work. Everything about Obamacare was an abysmal failure. It's also not a secret that for many, prescription drug prices are unaffordable. So let's learn from the mistakes of Obamacare and keep the sweeping hand of government out of the drug market. Right now, the HHS Secretary Alex Azar is considering implementing price controls on prescription drugs. Doing this will lead to shortages of vital medicines and set medical research back decades, making it harder for researchers to find cures for horrible diseases like diabetes, Alzheimer's, and cancer. And I did not sign up for government to be meddling with my healthcare, and I know you did not either. Tying the prices of your medicine to other countries does not put America first. So to stop this, please go to freedomworks.org slash Miller, tell Secretary Azar to put America first, and to fix patients, not prices. Freedomworks.org slash Miller. Go there now and take action today. That is freedomworks.org slash Miller. So Wall Street Journal reporter Rebecca Ballhouse, uh, that's, uh, that's her name, what do you want me to do? Rebecca Ballhouse, reporter at the Wall Street Journal, usually Wall Street Journal is not a flaming disgrace to the profession of journalism like all of the other newspapers, New York Times, Washington Compost, but today they were. In a viral tweet, Ballhouse wrote that a tarp was hung over the ship's name ahead of the trip, and sailors who wear caps bearing the ship's name were given the day off for Trump's visit, apparently so Trump doesn't actually have to see them. This was reportedly because the White House wanted the USS John McCain out of sight. She then went on to claim in her report that after the tarp was taken down, a barge was moved closer to the ship, obscuring the ship's name, still so that Trump couldn't see it. And the thinking here is that the president, oh, he couldn't bear to see the ship's name because he would be, he would be so triggered, so triggered by the name John McCain that he would not be able to control his wrath. In fact, he might bomb it if he saw the name John McCain on it. 
Now, immediately, of course, this information was picked up by the media at large, and it was used to go on the attack against the Trump administration and Trump himself. And while Ballhouse, she may be an anti-Trump nut with a history of distorting the truth to attack Trump, we've seen it from her in the past, it started to get picked up by more people. And in fact, the official Wall Street Journal account repeated the story on Twitter, quote, the White House wanted the U.S. Navy to move out of sight. That's the big headline, out of sight. A warship named for the late Senator John McCain before Trump's visit to Japan last week. So, of course, they see that the media is all over this. Chris Hayes, he called it completely deranged. And, of course, what would this be without Meghan McCain being the, one of the first to jump on it? She was outraged that Trump would order this. Trump is a child who will always be deeply threatened by the greatness of my dad's incredible life. There is a lot of criticism of how much I speak about my dad, but nine months since he passed, Trump won't let him rest in peace. So I have to stand up for him. It makes my grief unbearable. And the New York Times, New York Times writer, and apparently from his profile, a tired minivan driver, Wajahat Ali, says sarcastically, totally not petty, vindictive, weak, cruel, or insecure. This is how a very principled, strong, confident, generous, and honorable man behaves, right? Especially when, you know, faced with an inanimate object that bears the name of a deceased person who can't fight back. Again, dripping with sarcasm. Then we've got actor Michael McKeon, who called the president the snowflake in chief. Isn't that original, Michael? Then even Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro using the old, if this is true, it's disgusting. Thing is, it turns out it's not true. Did Trump actually order this? Well, when asked about it, here's what the president said. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I wasn't involved. I would not have done that. I was very angry with John McCain because he killed health care. I was not a big fan of John McCain in any way, shape or form, but I would never do a thing like that. Now. Somebody did it because they thought I didn't like him, okay? And they were well-meaning, I will say. I didn't know anything about it. I would never have done that. And the New York Times, in fact, the New York Times confirms that account from the president. And they write, quote, White House aides who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not permitted to speak publicly confirmed the request was made, but that Mr. Trump did not know about it. A few hours after the original report, the Navy chief of information of all people tweeted, quote, the name of USS John S. McCain was not obscured during the president of the United States' visit to Yakasuma on Memorial Day. The Navy is proud of that ship, its crew, its namesake, and its heritage. So this notion out there that the ship that it had a tarp covering its name just for the trip is absolutely false. Even Katie Turr at MSNBS, she had to correct Ballhouse's report, and she wrote, quote, Per Courtney Cube, our national security and the Pentagon correspondent, a spokesperson for U.S. Pacific Fleet said the picture of the tarp is actually from Friday. The president get, didn't get there till Saturday. So that's from Friday. And it was taken down on Saturday in time for the president's trip. They didn't reconfigure the ship so that Trump couldn't see the name. And the other charge being levied is that they didn't invite Trump didn't invite the sailors from the USS John McCain because they were from the ship McCain. So he didn't invite them to attend an event during Trump's visit on the USS Wasp. But according to the Washington Post, and again, I can't believe I am using the Washington Post to have to correct this story, but they write, quote, a Navy official speaking on the condition of anonymity said it was because the crew was released from duty for the long holiday weekend, along with sailors from another ship, the USS Stetham. So it had nothing to do with the fact that they were sailors on a McCain ship and Trump doesn't like McCain, it had nothing to do with that. As far as we know, there was someone at the White House who sent a message to service officials in the Pacific requesting that the USS John McCain be hidden. That was the, that was the well-meaning person you heard Trump talking about. That's why you do have pictures of this tarp covering his name. 
However, however, senior Navy officials found out what was happening. And so what did they do? Well, they directed the Navy personnel who were there to stop it. And it was taken down. It was taken down before the president even got there. And it was never ordered by the president himself. The president, as you could heard, as you heard him say, the president himself couldn't care less. On Saturday, the day of the president's visit, they say the ship had no tarp in front of it. Why? Because it had been taken down. The tarp had been taken down. So, you know, on one hand, I don't want to say that this whole thing is much ado about nothing because, yes, someone at the White House did direct this. The president so much as admits this. And Navy officers, they started to carry out this order. But this broader effort right, by the media. They are using this to paint the president as this big baby who can't even handle seeing the name of somebody he doesn't like. That narrative is garbage. That is the distortion here. That Trump hates John McCain so much that he's not even gonna put up with seeing his name on a ship in Asia. That simply is not the case. If the president was as thin-skinned as the media pretends he is, then you know what? He would not be your president. And that's today's main story. For today's Out of the House, we're going to head over to the fake news network at CNN where Chris Cuomo thinks it's cool to make fun of rape victims. You know, I think what bothers me most about CNN and Chris Cuomo in particular is just the arrogance. Oh, an apple is an apple. This is a fact. We're facts first here. No, you're not. Chris Cuomo acts like he was specifically appointed to be the voice of reason in America, when in reality, he's just a lunatic. You know how I know this? Because he thinks he's sane. Anyone who thinks they're sane, you know that's like they're a lunatic in hiding. If you ever have the misfortune to be stuck in an airport or wherever CNN plays when his show comes on, what you'll see is a man pushing erratic conspiracy theories, crazy conspiracy theories, but he does it in a very measured tone. So you think he's being responsible until you hear what he says. His whole show last night was about Mueller, even though that case is and has been for months now closed. He's gaslighting his audience. When he's confronted with the absurdity of his BS, what he does is he says, oh, excuse me, don't twist, don't twist my words here. Let's have an honest conversation. Yesterday, the NRA tweeted this video out. I woke up in the middle of the night, suffocating. Shut up, he said. Don't say a word. For the next two hours, I knew I was going to die. And there was nothing I could do. Quote, I'm a mother of two. And if a predator or anyone else tries to harm me or my family, they have to come through my firearm first. And this is a tweet from Kim Corbin. Kim Corbin is a woman who was 20 years old living in her college apartment when someone broke in, held her captive for two hours, and raped her. It's a horrifying story. But she shares it, she shares it well because she shares it to empower other victims. And more than that, she shares it so that those victims can become survivors, so that they can learn how to be able to defend themselves. That includes advocating for her right as an American to defend herself with a firearm. But then you've got, then you've got this slimeball Chris Cuomo totally minimizing all of that by responding, ugh, only in America, only in America do you see this. I mean, yeah, Chris, I mean, technically you are right, only in America, only in America are we guaranteed the right to arm ourselves against the despicable evil people out there. But we all know that's not what he meant. He said it with an eye roll, ugh, only in America. He knows it, I know it, you know it, and judging by the insane ratio here, look, you see uh, 1,549 retweets, 12,000 comments. That's how you know, oh, he's saying something that's not right at all. You know from this insane ratio on Twitter that everyone else knows it. 
I mean, he didn't mean it in a positive way because if he did, that's what he would have said. Now, I'm assuming, or at least I'm hoping here, that he didn't actually watch the video linked to that tweet because if he had, if he had watched that video and still sent that tweet, that would mean that this guy is truly heartless. But how hard would it have been for him to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I really messed up, I sent that tweet without knowing what I was talking about, please forgive me. But nope, you just get more gaslighting from Cuomo because you know what, Chris Cuomo is never wrong. And if it appears that way, it's because you're stupid. Janice Dean of Fox News, who's an absolute, this woman is an absolute ray of sunshine. Every time you see her, it just brightens your day. She's a wonderful person all around. She gave him a chance to do just that. She said, quote, you might want to explain this tweet a little better to those of us who've actually had to face predators in our own homes and defend ourselves without a big, strong man like yourself. But he just can't quit. He tried to explain it away, like, quote, I'm sorry for your confusion. Oh, your confusion. In other words, I'm sorry you don't see that I've done nothing wrong. Take the issue and the stories of violence seriously. Muscles don't stop bullets. As you know, again, I have always been clear about the right to own and what needs to be improved. Yeah, except for obviously in this case when I snidely tweeted about a rape survivor. I apologize if you were misled, he says. Yeah, I apologize if you were misled, for that's the only explanation here, right, Chris? You were misled, and you can't see how perfect I am. Real, really good apology, Chris. I mean, dude, just give a real apology. Give a sincere apology, not a passive one that is still putting the blame on others. Oh, I'm sorry that you were offended. Putting the blame on others for taking issue with your own words. I guess he feels like if he apologized for this one mistake, then you know what, it might snowball out of control. And then the next thing you know, he would be admitting that the last two years of insane Russia conspiracies were also a big mistake slash lie. So we can't even give an inch. You know what, there is room in the world for errors. There always has been. There has to be, otherwise we are screwed because everyone makes mistakes, obviously. But this is something you see over and over again in the media. They get things wrong, and then they don't admit it. Instead, they try to explain it away and move on and hope you ignore it. And one poor thought on Twitter, Chris, it's not going to end your career. It's not going to end the world. But this is far bigger than that. Because the entire Russian collusion hoax was filled with reporters making mistake after mistake after mistake. And when it comes out that they could not have been more wrong, are they held accountable? No, of course not. When they have all these experts who say, well, according to, our, according to our models here, according to our predictions, Hillary Clinton will win handily in 2016. Well, what happens to those experts, huh? What happens to them? They get invited back on to give their shrewd and insightful analysis on how the next election is going to turn out. Really, you want these guys who are so wrong giving you expert information? Then you look at every time they want to invade Syria. These guys breathlessly show footage of chemical weapons attacks without confirming who committed those attacks. Oh, it was Assad for sure, and we know it. And then what about all the way back before we invaded Iraq? The reporters in the media, they harped on Saddam and his weapons of mass destruction. Oh, we have to invade. We've got to go get him. And look where we are now. Huh? Where are those WMDs? Hmm? Where are they? No WMDs, just thousands of people dead. It's a huge problem. No one is going to get it right every time, obviously. But if we let the people who guide the national conversations brush off their mistakes and their blunders and ignore them and continue on, then what is going to happen is all we're doing is setting ourselves up for failure. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, 
review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.